G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, a wonderful opportunity to check the pulse of mission activity in a nation we don't often get to talk about. It's the South American nation of Bolivia. So when you have an Australian missionary working in a nation like Bolivia, it's a great opportunity to hear about what sort of work is going on there. Mick Hensel had an amazing Christian conversion experience, then later attended Bible college and then felt a call to one of the world's poorest nations, Bolivia, in South America. Initially, he was working in the Bolivian city of La Paz, which is like the tourist capital in Bolivia, and working with abandoned and abused street kids. Now, there's no financial support in Bolivia for these children, and Mick runs an orphanage called Casa Segura completely on donations. He's in Australia and uh, connecting with family and making some new friends, and I want to say, Mick, a special welcome along to 2020. Uh, thank you, Neil. Thank you very much for having me. Mick, we don't talk a lot about Bolivia. It's not in the headlines here all that often. And uh, let me just describe, and you can correct me, but a landlocked country surrounded by Brazil to the east, Argentina to the south, Peru and Chile to the west. And uh, this is the country that you felt a calling to go to. Just give us a little, in a nutshell, what happened to actually take you to Bolivia? Yeah, well, um, thanks, Neil. I had, um, as you said, a pretty crazy conversion. I was... um living a life of drugs and alcohol, and um, I got a, a wake-up call by God one day and then went to Bible college and saw a documentary on the street kids in La Paz, and that's instantly when he put on my heart to go there. And um, as you said, Bolivia is a landlocked country. Not many people know where it is even um, when I mention where I am. And I worked in the streets of La Paz there with the street kids' children, and um, it just opened my eyes to an amazing crazy world of poverty which I'd never seen before and um, after two years with those kids God again placed a new dream on my heart that these children need to be in homes, these children need to be in an environment where they can receive love and, and God's word actually literally to change their lives because giving them food and clothing every day really isn't helping them get out of the situation they're in. Okay, you've been in Bolivia now 16 years, Mick. Give us a little idea of how things have developed in that time because you did open the orphanage and you're caring for those street kids. What do things look like these days? Well, um, yeah, we've been here a long time now and um, after leaving the Paz, we moved into the northeast area of the country. It's in the Amazon Basin and we came across 15 hectares of land and we've carved ourselves a little village in the middle of um, the jungle there where we've opened up some cabins and a, a kitchen and eatery and working with the locals there at, um, and taking in the children that have become orphaned or that have been abused physically or, or sexually 
And um, these kids now get the chance to come into Casasegura there and uh, live in a, a family-style environment. And um, we try our best to do to keep it away from a, or an institution and program-style life for them. And, and they get the chance to just live like they would at any other home or with any other family. It's amazing to hear that you've carved out a little piece of the Amazon jungle and you've set up an orphanage there. Uh, Because I mentioned in the introduction too, it's a very poor nation. There's not like a welfare system that looks after the kids who've been abandoned, who've been orphaned. And so these kids under your care, uh, they are being funded under your care purely by donations that happen from friends of the ministry. And I might just mention that the Debro Christian Church, uh, just north side of the Sunshine Coast, uh, they've been great supporters of you for many years. Yeah, um, Neil, they've been behind me since um, pretty much day one, which is my church, and um, that's where I received the calling. So it, it's been amazing. And as you said, Bolivia, there, there, there's no support, welfare support for any of these children there in their country. It's a hard life. And um, the the the, the Bolivian government actually audit and monitor the the orphanage itself, but there's no financial support at all. So all our donations come through um, child sponsorship, um, churches getting behind, teams coming over to visit, and um, so that's why I'm home at the moment. I'm doing some fundraising, trying to find more um, child sponsorships and, and donations and churches just to come on board and, and get involved in, in, in our work. I should mention the Debro Christian Church, a part of the Australian Christian Churches. Take us into day-to-day life in the activity of these kids who are a part of the orphanage where you are, Mick, because as I understand it, all of these kids had sort of major trauma in their life, uh, either the death of a parent or physical abuse, and they've come under your care. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy some of the lives they've come from. It's like... um opened up my eyes, as I said, to just uh, a whole new world because some of these kids have been orphaned. Their mothers and fathers have both been killed or some of them have been taken from their homes because of sexual and physical abuse. But when they come to Casa Segura, they, they, we, we try to make their lifestyle as stable as possible as, as it would be in a, in a loving family atmosphere. And, and our kids get up, we have breakfast together, then they go off to school and, of course, they come home, they, they have chores to do. They have to do their homework like any other child. And um, then we we work on a lot of free time where the kids get to just go swimming in, in, in our dam or our creek and, and make cubby houses in the jungle behind us. They can go fishing. And just like any other child too, every every kid in Casa Silvia has the opportunity to... We, we take them for soccer lessons or ballet classes or, or summer study in English. And it's... um. We treat every child as a, an individual family member so they get the opportunity to do and follow their dreams. Mick, we'll come back to the orphanage. I did say in the introduction we'll take an opportunity to check the pulse of Christian mission activity in a nation like Bolivia. Give us an idea of your perception of the church in Bolivia, you know, denominationally and are people Christian-oriented. What's the religious makeup? How does it all work in Bolivia? Well, the um, the church in Bolivia, Bolivia is basically 90% Catholic um, because of the Spanish influence in the beginning. and um, But over the years, it's become very um, mixed in with local Indian cultures and uh, there's a lot of spiritual 
um, just like black magic type of stuff mixed in with the church. The church we're involved in, it's a local um, uh, AOG church, Christian church in Bolivia, and um, they have a small church just down the road from our orphanage, and all our children get to go um, twice a week to our church, and um, it's the the Christian dominant denomination, other than Catholic, is, is very small, so it's it's a hard... They're very poor, the churches, um, because most people that attend church are, are also very poor. So um, as much as the church would like to help out too, it's doing a lot of great work within the community, but financially it's, it's really hard and they suffer. Interesting, of recent times we've talked a little bit about the idea of uh, witchcraft and magic and those sorts of things on this program. And I wonder whether the sorts of religious uh, magic, uh, occultic practice that goes on in Bolivia uh, is in any way connected to sort of tribal religion. Is that the way that it perhaps has been there in the past? Yeah, well, um, a lot of the culture, because um, Bolivia is a diverse country, they have the Inca culture, which was come from thousands of years, and also the, the Indian culture within the Amazon, the, the tribal people. So there's a lot of uh, um, tribal uh, witchcraft within the Amazon area, where they have shamans and witch doctors. But up in the mountainous area of Bolivia, like in La Paz, they still carry the, the Incan traditions of the sun gods and, and the, the witches pretty much surround the city up on the mountains um, all day, just burning incense and that over the city. So it's, it's a very spiritually depressed country. And you mention primarily Catholic foundation where the Christian element is. And, of course, you're in the Australian Christian churches or the AOG, as it's called, uh, still in South America. Uh, is there much influence that comes from evangelical and Pentecostal churches? And do the churches get on? Do the Catholics get on with the Pentecostals and uh, the evangelicals? Yeah, there's a there's a really good relation between all the churches in, in Bolivia. Um, they work together a lot. And even the government is... Um, on board in supporting the churches because um, it's it's mainly the the, the Pentecostal um, Christian churches that are doing a lot of work through the country and, and the government see that so they're very supportive towards the work we do and um, help out in any way they can um, neither be financial but in, in other things to get paperwork done and that it, it's fairly easy so you're working with these orphans and in a nation where there isn't such a great welfare safety net for people. I imagine that a lot of the work that happens with churches in Bolivia is happening in that sort of setting, looking after children, looking after people who've been abandoned, people who can't look after themselves, the vulnerable. Is that the way it works ministry-wise? Yeah, exactly, um, especially within the churches. There's a lot of help groups in Bolivia from all over the world that um, that help out also with things like the environment, but mainly the church, the Christian church, they're all people-orientated, helping people with needs, um, like the orphan children, the drug addictions and alcoholism, and um, even the widows. Uh, there's a lot of um, elderly women in Bolivia that they get to an age they have no help or support from anywhere and it's um, it's a tough life and testimony isn't it to the compassion of God 
as people imitate Christ and care for people who are vulnerable, people who are poor, and as you say, uh, where you've got orphans and widows, that biblical foundation of being compassionate towards those who are vulnerable is very, very important. Your orphanage, you call it something of a safe house for these kids, and you've got a vision to have a safe house in every South American country. How do you hope that that vision will unfold? What do you need to happen to be able to uh, duplicate the sort of work that you do there in Bolivia into other nations? Yeah, uh, Neil, it's, um, that's a, a good question because I have on my heart and always have on my heart before I started that it was the church and God's people that are going to um, support this work always. And um, so that's why at the moment um, we need churches to come on board because um, the work that we do can only be done through the help of God's people. The only way I can actually work in Bolivia is through the support from churches. So it's really important, and it's in countries like Bolivia where you really get to see the church doing good work because they're out there hands-on and people behind them supporting them and the missionaries actually getting the work done. It's um, It all works in all works together like the body of Christ, and, and it's really good to see because... Um, I, I say that every time I come back to Australia, I cannot do any anything for these orphans, and they can't receive any help unless the church is behind it. And God's people, of course, are the church, and that's um, really important to me that it's the church that get this work done because we we just opened a new place in Paraguay, a new children's home, and also in Peru. So they're basically just getting off the ground now. We have uh, hands-on workers. Um, some married couples that have given up their lives to go to each home, and they also need support. There's, there's so many children out there that, that need these homes, and um, the church um, is what can help. And, of course, it's one thing to be the person who carries the message of the gospel and preaches the good news. Uh, then, ultimately, when you come across the need that you've come across there in Bolivia, you've got to roll up your sleeves and you've got to prepare to be a support for orphans and widows and the vulnerable in the community. Uh, Mick, this is just a great opportunity to catch up on some of those things happening in Bolivia. Uh, there is a website I'd like to point our listeners to because there's going to be someone who says, I'd like to be a prayer partner or I'd like to sponsor one of these children. Uh, I'm sure there's always desperate needs when it comes to the way yeah. you're raising a family, the way you talk about it uh, in that sense of having a family for orphans to be a part of in this safe house that you've got established in uh, uh, in Bolivia. Let me give the website. It's Hogar. Casa Segura. Now, let me just spell that. H-O-G-A-R-C-A-S-A-S-E-G-U-R-A dot com. Uh, let us in here, Mick. What does Casa Segura mean? Uh, Casa Segura is Spanish for safe house. It, um, like a secure place. And, um, so that's where the, the word comes from. Casa Segura is the safe house. Okay, hogarcasasegura.com. And uh, great to be able to talk to Mick Hensel, uh, who is a missionary and uh, just supported by Daybro Christian Church, 
part of the Australian Christian Churches and looking for some new friends to continue to support and expand the ministry. Mick, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. It's been a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.